Hello everybody, after a week's hiatus due to some hectic work commitments and things going on, welcome back to the LJ and Redders AFL podcast. Without any further ado, the great man Lucas Holmes is here. G'day LJ. Good afternoon David, afternoon ladies and gentlemen. Yes, plenty happening the last few weeks. Had the AFL draft, which had had a number of interesting talking points last week as well, so can't wait to get stuck into it. AFL women's first of all, Lucas, over to you. Yeah, uh, AFL draft last. Wednesday night, David, plenty going on. Um, it was great to see Sh- uh, Charlie Rowbottom of, of East um, Oakley Chargers, excuse me, drafted number one to the Gold Coast. But apart from that, um, from an AFL Sydney point of view, David, plenty going on there. Great to see five of the players down there being drafted. Um, had the pleasure of speaking to Ash Moller, who's the head coach, senior coach there of the East Coast Eagles. Yep. Um, women's side and was speaking to him about various things the last few weeks but one thing he did speak about was, was Georgina Fowler um, he, he said at that time this is two months ago or so now that she had the potential uh, to make it an AFLW level she's done exactly that, she was drafted pick 59 by the GWS Giants uh, Jess Doyle, Manly Warringah Wolves pick 49, Brody Mowbray Southern Power pick 55 um, Cassidy Simmons, Union New South Wales, Decent Suburbs, one of the leading goal kickers in the league at pick 60, and Aaron Todd of Inner West Magpies, who redrafted player there at pick 61. So great to see a number of AFL Sydney uh, women get their chance uh, for the Greater Western Sydney Giants at AFLW level. Lucas, let me tell you, I've called most of those footballers, and let me tell you that Brody Mowbray is absolutely exciting. She is lightning quick has fabulous hands over her head. She's an excellent overhead mark, but it's her athletic. She's a real athlete, and when they get her into an AFLW program, she is going to take off leaps and bounds, let me tell you. She's a serious talent. Georgie Fowler is a really interesting one. She went to Barker and has only played football for a couple of years, and she's a super talent as well. I called her at Cambridge a couple of times this year, or maybe once. But Mowbray and Fowler, and they're all they can all play. But let me tell you, do not forget the name Brody Mowbray. Seriously, talent. If you want to go and have a look at some footage, we called her in a game under lights at Weldon Oval at Curl Curl, and when that played against Manly, and Southern Power got beaten by Manly that day. But she was just about the best player on the ground. She was unbelievable, Lucas. Super talent. So great results for AFL Sydney, isn't it? It is Fowler uh, rugby uh, junior as well, so dual sport athlete. So that'll hold her in good stead going forward. Indeed. Over to the AFL fixtures and results from last week. Lucas and I have got a bit of a truncated one today due to work commitment, so we'll go through these quickly. Carlton, 112 over St Kilda, 81. The Western Bulldogs keep going, 105 to 56 over Adelaide. Geelong, a dual win, 62 to 42 over North Melbourne, who have vastly improved. The biggest one of the weekend, I think, and shows where West Coast are, and Lucas Holmes will have a massive smile on his face, Collingwood, 90, West Coast, 45. Melbourne beat the Gold Coast Suns by almost 100. The Suns are thinking of their off-season holiday. Brisbane got wrestled by Hawthorne in Tasmania. Huge win for the Hawks, 92-80. The Swans in one of the best games of football, I think, of the year, 109-102 over Eston at the MCG. Fremantle just beat Richmond, 7-13 to 6-15, but they are there and thereabouts. And Port Adelaide were pretty uh, comprehensive in a good, solid win over the Giants, 100-73. to So quickly... Before quickly before we go any further, I'm going to um, just go bring up the ladder for everybody, just to read you out where the ladder is right now. 
in one is Western Bulldogs, two, they're on 60 with the Geelong. Western Bulldogs on top by percentage. Melbourne in 58 in third. Port Adelaide in fourth on 56. Sydney in fifth on 52 and looking headlong at a, at a home final. Brisbane in sixth on 48. And then there's a bit of a gap. The West Coast Eagles uh, have gone loss, loss, win, win, loss. They're on 40. And Fremantle's now in the eight. So both Western Australian sides are in that. Fremantle in the eight um, by two points on 36. The Giants, 34. And Essendon, 32. Lucas, who out of the out of the eight is going to make the eight? Or do you think it's set now? Yeah, there's a little bit of, bit of a gut that you were speaking about there, David, with the uh, two-game... Uh, at least two and a half game gap there between six, uh, with the Lions on forty eight there and the Giants in ninth at thirty four. So it's a, what almost a it's a two and a half game, or three and a half game gap there. So it's going to take some uh, running down. Um, Richmond is sitting there in eleventh, I think, just with Martin's injury, obviously well publicised. That's not going to help them. I don't think they'll get there. Essendon, if they had the full complement, they could go close, but some. Further injury issues, we'll speak about later on a little bit. Dyson Heppel, I'll just bring it up now. Dyson Heppel missed the next week or so. He re-injured the thumb that he uh, hurt last month and another couple of injury concerns as well. But Heppel, the main one there. And the Giants have been going along quite nicely, um, getting a couple of their key players back from injury too. So, so they have to, all things go well. But with only being three games to go, um, it's almost insurmountable. And when you're trying to account for just not your own, uh, how you perform yourself, but other results, it's, uh, that's never a good sign. So I think it might be set at the moment. Out of those sides, outside the top four, I think you spoke about it there, I think Sydney are the most dangerous. And we've oh. had a number of coaches and uh, media personnel over the last week or two say the same thing. So outside the top four, I think Sydney are probably the most dangerous there, just really hitting some form of late. Um, and Brisbane could also be quite dangerous too, but with those injuries we spoke about earlier on and in the last month with Hitwood and then earlier Rayner with that ACL too, I just don't think they have the potent forward line and the depth in their squad that they'll up. They could see them winning Premiership. No, and next week, not this round, but next week is the derby in Western Australia, which may actually solidify one of those two teams' places in the eight. Yes, Sydney clearly the most dangerous side outside the top four. I still think it'll be a Western Bulldogs-Geelong grand final right now. Um, that's where that's where I'm at. I don't think the other sides are good enough and being consistent enough. This week's games, Lucas, all, all being played down south or out west. So, Friday night football, a massive test for the Giants. The Giants away to Geelong back at Cadinia Park on Friday night. Saturday, early game, Carlton the Suns at Docklands. The twilight game, Richmond and North Melbourne at the MCG. Then into the evening, Adelaide and Port Adelaide in the showdown at the Adelaide Oval. Great to see football back at Australia's best football ground. That's one of the night games. The other night game is St Kilda and Sydney in the second half of a doubleheader at Docklands. Sunday afternoon, at York Park in Launceston, or the University of Tasmania Stadium, Hawthorne chasing, uh, playing Collingwood. Collingwood will be quite confident there. The Western Bulldogs have Essendon in the afternoon game, 20 past three at Docklands. The Sunday afternoon game is at Optus Stadium, Fremantle hosting Brisbane. And then there's Monday Night Football this week, another a game in Perth. So the Perth fans being treated. It's the West Coast Eagles in a massive test against Melbourne. Lucas, quickly in the time we've got left, um, I think I'd be one of the only people that'll tip the Giants. You, you would think that most people will think Geelong by four to five goals down at Cadinia? Yeah, especially at home, David. It's going to be quite a good uh, matchup nonetheless. Uh, both sides doing fairly well. We've, we've spoken about Geelong in the past. 
past month or two have probably been the form side of the competition with the Bulldogs close behind. But Geelong at home, I think they'll be too strong. Uh, looking down the list, Tom DeConey, uh, the Carlton Ruck, came out of the game last week. will be a test with a uh, chest injury, so it'll be interesting to see if he gets back into the fold. Um, we've, we saw in the last few weeks with DeConey not out there, they've left the rucking duties to Jack Silvani, which is an interesting one. Yes. But nonetheless, I think Carlton will still be too strong there. Um, Richmond, North Melbourne, um, into Sender would agree with me on that Carlton one, David, but Richmond, North Melbourne, I still think Richmond will be a little bit too good. Sydney Stacks went quite solid the last few weeks. Revolt just consistent as well. But, and then Prestia uh, played last week as well. Yep. So uh, that, that was a huge in. On the North Melbourne side, though, some, um, some injury news the last few weeks that we missed last week just came out just before we would have recorded. But Ben Cunnington will miss an indefinite period of time where they discovered um, some issues there, uh, uh, tumour in, in, with his testicles. So uh, Ben Cunnington out for a... Um, a period of time that's yet to be announced, which is a huge out to one of the more underrated players in the competition, in my opinion. Oh, look, absolutely. And he makes a massive difference to whatever it is on the field. Um, yeah, just for mine, uh, Carlton will beat the Suns comfortably. The Suns are, the Suns are, Suns are finished. Richmond will beat North Melbourne. Um, Adelaide and Port Adelaide showdown. What a game this is. It's actually massive for Port. Adelaide, not much to play for. And I think Port will win comfortably, although those games are always hotly contested. And St Kilda are two up and down. Sydney will beat them at Docklands. Are you happy with those two calls? I am, especially too. Paddy Ryder was late out last week, so Paul Hunt Ryder's out against the informed Tom Hickey. I think that'll prove, prove more of an issue, although uh, Max King's been instrumental from the St Kilda point of view the last fortnight or so. Hawthorne back in Tasmania on Sunday at York Park and Launceston against Collingwood. This has got the portents of being a pretty good game of football, actually. Um, I don't know who to tip. Hawthorne and Excel, they both produced very good performances last week, which have been few and far between these years. Both these sides have been average. Um, of course, Hawthorne's got the massive... For, for once, Lucas Holmes, Carolyn, Carolyn Wilson's ma- mail was right on the money. It's not the first time, but begrudgingly, she got it right. Sam, Sam Mitchell to lead Hawthorne at the end of this season. I'm going to tip Collingwood. I don't. I think Hawthorne are too up and down. I think Collingwood have been, ever since Buckley left, I think Collingwood have had a hard dip with the footy, and I'm going to pick Collingwood there. I am too, David. Uh, probably more swinging my decision there is Luke Bruce missing for, for a Hawthorne point of view for two to three weeks with an injury there, so no Luke Bruce. Um, Collingwood were superb against uh, West Coast, although they were slightly average last week, to put it politely. But, yeah, Collingwood, especially out of their back half, um, just handballing their way through was instrumental. Um, Jordy, Jordan Dugowie's been the number one player in the AFL in score involvement since round 13, so he's um, more permanent midfield time at the moment. And with no Luke Bruce um, from, a, from a Hawthorne point of view, I just think that'll tip the scales in the Collingwood favour on that one. Uh, happy with that, thank you. Western Bulldogs and Essendon at Docklands. The Doggies back where they love to play. Uh, I can't see them losing to Essendon. Essendon have been solid enough. They stuck it to Sydney and nearly won. Essendon's actually been very... They're a much better side than they were at the start of this year. I think they've got fitness. I think they'll get flogged in the off-season, so they're fit when they start next year. Western Bulldogs by six goals for me. Yeah, no. I spoke about Dawson Hamlet. Uh, Kyle Langford's the other one out with a hamstring for about three to four weeks. So no no Dawson Hamlet, no uh, Kyle Langford. So... That'll hurt Essendon. Uh, you spoke about Sydney then. They've been very good the last few weeks. Tom Hickey's been superb. Um, Franklin got away with one the last few weeks, but he's solid. Um, and just some, just some you think? steady performance oh. around the ground. Uh, Luke Parker, 
um, Jake Lloyd and the like, but they're doing quite well. Hickey will win Sydney's best and fairest, and Muddy's the luckiest bloke in Australia. That was a suspension yep. for point blank. I'm sorry. I'm allowed, yep. to, I'm allowed to have an opinion. I'll leave it at that. I Fremantle are playing, interestingly, Lucas Holmes. They win when they play Ross Lyon football. And Longmuir has got them playing this defensive, attritional footy. I think they'll beat Brisbane. Brisbane's done a lot of travelling. They've gone Brisbane, Launceston, and then across to Perth. And I'm going to tip Fremantle over there. I think I think Fremantle might just sneak into the eight, although they won't play any finals at home. But it's Frio for me. Yeah, they're right. They're in eighth position at the moment. Another injury out of last week too. Nathan Fife out for the season with a shoulder with a shoulder injury. We've had a number of those in the past. So one of their best player, in my opinion, um, in terms of longevity and over his career, he's out for the rest of the season. So there's a um, step up for some of the players. Though you see Adam Charing, Caleb Sarong, um, trying to wear that load. Um, Matt Kavanagh played his hundredth game last week in his AFL career, kicked three goals. So in that tight win over Richmond, so. Uh, they've got some young players that can carry that load of fight. Um, as you said, they're Brisbane uh, struggling the last couple of weeks. You said Travel's going to be uh, uh, going to wear them out. And Fremantle at home, we know how well they play. I think I might just edge Fremantle as well, David. Uh, absolutely. And then Monday Night Football. Um, just before I go off Brisbane, they they might have missed their window, you know. They may have missed their window. They had the perfect opportunity in the last two seasons to get into a grand final. They couldn't. You'd be interested to see how they regroup. They're still a very good football side, fundamentally. West Coast and Melbourne on a Monday night in Perth. West Coast back in their home environment, which makes the equation much more difficult to pick. I think that they're going to go one and done in the finals. I think Fremantle's more dangerous than them because they can shut you down. I think Melbourne will win. So do I, David, although it'd be interesting. Um, Tom McDonald uh, was injured late in that game against Gold Coast uh, and is a, a test in terms of length with a back injury. Um, also, too, Jack Viney's been banned for two games at a tribunal hearing. Yep. Um, was charged with serious misconduct last night against, uh, sorry, in a tussle there with uh, defender Sam Collins from the Gold Coast. So, no Jack Viney, the skipper of the club, and Tom McDonald's really been reborn. Um, this season under Simon Goodwin. So but you've still got Luke Jackson and Ben Brown in the forward half. So you've got enough um, height and things there. But I still think Melbourne a little will be a little bit too strong. Although uh, West Coast will be really wanting to bounce back after that heavy defeat last week. And it looks like they might get Luke Shuey back too. So if Shuey comes back, that might even the ledger slightly. But even, even still, I think I'll still tip Melbourne in that one. Yep, I think we agree on almost the entire card there, with the exception of Geelong and GWS. Now, um, Brownlow Medal leaderboard on ESPN, which is an unofficial one. Um, it looks like with the actual Brownlow Medal, it's down to these people, I reckon, Louis. Parrish on 21, Petraka 22, Sam Walsh 23 and a half, Tuke Miller's ineligible, Jack Steele 24 and a half votes. He's been really consistent for St Kilda. And the top three is Clayton Oliver 27, Ollie Wines 28, and Marcus Bontempelli on 29. I made a statement quite a period ago to you that with Adam Trenor missing for weeks on end, that that would help Bontempelli's chances. It hasn't hurt them. Wines has been helped by the fact that no one from Port Adelaide has been a star other than him. And Oliver's getting votes taken off him by Petrarca and to a lesser extent, um, Maxi Gorn. But Bontempelli's still in front, and he's looking very good to win the Brownlow medal. You, you would think that Bontempelli, Wines, and Oliver could actually be the final three. I reckon they've got that just about right. Your thoughts? Yeah, Bontempelli, yeah, even though he's been consistent with the 
a little quiet on the weekend. Only the 15 disposals. Montepelli, one goal, seven tackles and three clearances in that in those blustery conditions there against North Melbourne. But um, other than that, you mentioned about Wines there. He's been very strong. We spoke about that at length. Um, Judo gave them a fight on the weekend, actually. They were quite good. Yes. It was Cole Amon that was the, the uh, leading possession getter on the ground there with 31 and, and Josh Kelly as well. And, of course, that... Uh, the Jacob Hopper concussion that we failed to speak about earlier on there it was cleared of serious structural damage, which is good. So, but, yeah, Wine's going along quite nicely. Um, Clayton Oliver was also quite good. So but that top three looks fairly set. Um, but as you spoke about there, Bontebelli has been quite consistent. Um, Adam Trelaw might be touch and go in the next couple of rounds as well. So they'll be wanting to at least potentially get a game or two in with him before the finals and obviously that pre-finals buy so that if I was a Western Bulldogs man I'd be wanting maybe round 22 or 23 with Adam Trelaw so then you can at least get one game and some running into the leg before a final series Look absolutely uh, you he, well, you won't be fully fit going into the finals but you ne- you just never know He does, he's an X factor for them because he hasn't been playing there and he adds another dimension to them um Louis, that's about all I've got um, for this week. It's uh, been great being back on air with you. Um, anything else before we, we bid our fans adieu? Uh, that's about it from me, David. Just a reminder, too, we've got um, Hunter Challenge from AFL Hunter Central Coast back up and going this weekend, too. So I'll be on air somewhere. Not quite sure where that'll be yet, but great to be back um, with a microphone and, and some local football as well. So can't wait for that one. Wish I was there with you, but lockdown is what lockdown is. Louis, if you get a chance for our friends on Facebook, if you do, um, with the posting that you and I both put up on our Facebook pages, could would you mind going and put on the broadcast game at some stage so the people that are interested uh, know what's going on once you've got that confirmed? Can you do that for us? Will do, not a problem. On behalf of Lucas James Holmes, it is great to have the great man back on podcast. And again, we apologise we've had... It's been a very busy time in our professional lives of late. So uh, it's great to be back on air with you. We look forward to seeing you soon. On behalf of David, this is... Uh, on behalf of, No, the other way around, David. On behalf of the great man, Lucas James Holmes, I'm David Redden. Good, good afternoon, everybody. Bye-bye.